Imagine this scenario with me for a moment. It's a dark rainy night in the late 80s. You obviously don't have the internet, but you do have something that brings you daily information, entertainment, and some kind of false sense of community. Your television. The big TV sat in your family's living room, glowing its warm familiar glow. Your family have all headed off to bed, but you've snuck down to catch some late night television. You have no idea what you might find, but the world of late night television feels so much more exciting than what you are used to seeing during the day. The safe, sanitised entertainment your parents let you watch. So you settle down, wrap a blanket around yourself, and begin flicking through the channels. This wasn't as exciting as you had expected. Nothing is really grabbing your attention. You stop on a repeat of an old science fiction show. You aren't particularly interested in it, but it's better than going to bed, right? You sit there watching the show, your eyes growing heavier as time passes, when all of a sudden, something breaks you out of your sleepy haze. The image of your show starts to flicker, fading in and out. The sound becomes distorted, until suddenly, a face appears. It appears to be staring directly at you. It begins to speak, almost as if this person, or whatever it is, is speaking to you directly. But nothing they say makes sense. It's jumbled, hard to hear, or just outright incomprehensible. A creeping sensation runs down your spine as you realise you are watching something that shouldn't be here. The safety of the old science fiction show is gone. The warm, comforting glow of the television has instantly transformed into a piercing light that burns a place in you that you can't quite describe. The sanctuary of your home has been invaded by this unknown intruder. And then, as quickly as he appeared, the figure is gone. Your show fades back into existence, as if nothing had ever happened. Your mind is racing with questions. Who was that? How did they get into my TV? Did anyone else see that? Am I going mad? You've just witnessed a rare phenomenon of something that breaks the day-to-day -day normality so many of us have been accustomed to. For a brief moment, an unknown entity has entered your life in a way you feel they shouldn't be able to. You have just witnessed a broadcast signal intrusion. The airwaves have been hijacked. Was it a harmless prank? Or could it have been something far more sinister? Join me on this next episode into the tape library as we take a look at some of the most disturbing examples of TV hijackings. Where better to start than one of the most infamous events to have ever taken place in the world of broadcast intrusions? Chapter 1 The Max Headroom Incident WGN is an independent television network based in Chicago. The incident took place on a cold November night in 1987 
just a boring night like any other night. The station was playing its segment, recapping the day's sporting news. Little did they know they were about to become part of a mystery that to this day remains unsolved. Suddenly, viewers of Channel 9 all around Chicago saw their screens turn black for 10 seconds before their signal returned with a bizarre new look. On screen, someone was in what appeared to be a mask of the popular character Max Headroom. He was dancing around on screen, swaying from side to side, while the metallic background behind him twisted and contorted. The only sound that could be heard was a loud distorted buzzing. This surreal image must have been extremely disorientating. And while on paper the imagery itself doesn't seem to be all that disturbing, it's a combination of this person being somewhere they shouldn't be, and the uncanniness of the entire scenario that makes the whole incident so unnerving. The first incident being accompanied by a buzzing made the situation all the more unsettling. There, at least in the first instance, appeared to be no message. It was just there. Someone had hacked into the television network and decided to send this image out to thousands of people. And the audience at home would have no idea why. The staff in the WGN control room were in a state of panic, running around trying to regain control of their network. The unknown hackers managed to keep their intrusion going for just under 30 seconds before the station was able to change their frequency that was heading out to the station's transmitter and the audience was quickly back to their regularly scheduled broadcast. Sports newscaster Dan Rowan said as he returned to the air, if you're wondering what's happened, so am I. McMahon and McKinnon, 14-0 Bears, then the defense, which hadn't put up a sack in 12 quarters, finally did. If you're wondering what's happened, <laughs> so am I. Actually, the computer that we have running our news from time to time took off and went wild. So what we're going to do is start over from the top of the Bears and tell you once again about the 30 to 10 victory they had over Detroit today out at Soldier Field. We'll show you from the top and show you again the change that they made today on defense. But this twisted version of Max Headroom wasn't done with the population of Chicago just yet. Two hours later, on a local PBS station, WTTW, broadcasting of an episode of Doctor Who was about to be hijacked. The show was interrupted and the familiar face of Max Headroom once again filled the screen, but this time, the audience could hear him. What followed was a seemingly random series of comments from the distorted voice of Max making references to a sportscaster from the earlier station's hijack, quoting the real Max Headroom's lines from the recent advertising campaign for New Coke, and singing a cartoon theme song. But then the intrusion took an even stranger turn. 
Max starts screaming that they are coming to get him, then bends over while an unknown second person starts spanking him with what appears to be a fly swatter. The heavily distorted voice of Mac shouts for mercy before the image is once again interrupted and the viewer is returned to Doctor Who. This time the hijackers were able to stay on the air for over a minute. If you listen to what Max is saying, this entire thing appears to be nothing more than an anarchic prank, but the sheer randomness and unexpected nature of the hack is what makes this entire incident so scary. Both the FCC and the FBI launched investigations into the incident, and in recent years many internet sleuths have had their turn trying to track down the elusive hijackers. But despite some interesting leads that unfortunately went nowhere, to this day, 35 years later, no one is any wiser as to who this group of television hackers were, or what their motivations may have been. You should talk often with the old ones of your tribe. That is the only way to learn. I'll get you a hot drink, miss. Tell a massive electric shock, he died instantly. The generator? Are you always so careful? Chapter 2 The Disney Hacks. The Disney Channel has been the subject of more than one broadcast intrusion. Whether this is a poor taste prank or something much more sinister, I'll leave for you to decide. In 2007, in the small area of New Jersey, an episode of Handy Mandy was playing on the Disney Channel when it was suddenly interrupted by adult content of a sexual nature. It took the station a while before they were able to get control of their signal once again. Reportedly, it was the work of a disgruntled Comcast employee. However, no one has ever been officially named as the culprit. If that wasn't bad enough, just a few years later in 2012, a similar incident occurred when an airing of Lilo and Stitch was interrupted by pornography. As I said, 
While these may have been pranks or works of an angry employee, there is something rather dark about exposing children to pornographic content with their morning cartoons. Chapter 3 Threats of Nuclear War In the Czech Republic, there is a channel that is popular with tourists that shows round-the-clock images of the beautiful Czech countryside with a focus on ski resorts. But one Sunday morning in 2007, viewers hoping for a nice relaxing backdrop to their breakfast were met with something much more concerning. The camera was panning over a beautiful shot of the mountains in the area when the image was suddenly filled with a blinding light. The camera was shaking as the image faded back in to reveal a mushroom cloud. Understandably, the viewers were freaking out. But luckily all that it amounted to was a handful of irate calls to the television station once it was revealed to be a hoax. This is one of the few cases we're looking at today where the perpetrators actually came forward. An award-winning art group claimed they had managed to hack into the channel and added in a 30-second CGI clip of a nuclear explosion into that day's broadcast. While I'm sure the viewers were caused a great deal of stress from this shocking image, imagine what would have happened at a time and place where nuclear war felt like it could realistically break out at any moment. In Russia 1966, during Cold War tensions between the US and Russia, a hacker took over a network broadcast, running a message that claimed the US had launched its nuclear missiles at Russia and had officially declared war with the USSR. It was quickly discovered to be a prank, with the government claiming a teenager had found a backdoor route into the system. Who knows what might have happened during such a period of heightened tension if it hadn't been discovered to be a prank so swiftly. Chapter 4 Messages from Above In Australia 2007, during an airing of the Canadian TV show Mayday, for six minutes the audio from the show was replaced with the words, Jesus Christ help us all Lord, being repeated over and over again. Strangely, the network denied that this was a prank or an intrusion into their system, claiming the audio was actually a part of the original broadcast. It was later discovered that the audio was taken from a news report from the same network that had played the previous year. A clip of someone being shot at in an active war zone. It is still unknown who was responsible for this intrusion or why this audio was added in. Jesus Christ, help us all, Lord. 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 Southern television in the UK was the home of what would arguably be the second most famous incident of a broadcast signal intrusion. When it appeared, they had received a message from an alien race. On November 26, 1977, the Sunday evening news was suddenly interrupted. The audio was replaced by the deep, distorted voice of a being who referred to himself as Verillion, 
a representative of the Ashtar Galactic Command. Vrillian spoke for six minutes about how his people had visited Earth many times, but now was the right time for them to make contact with us. Telling the audience mankind would prosper, but came with a message that the human race would need to discover peace, claiming the time for conflict had now passed, stressing that we only have a short time to achieve this. Once again, the perpetrator has never been found. I'm going to play you Virilian's full message to see us out of this episode, but we've only touched the surface of examples of this phenomenon. If you want to hear more tales of signal intrusions that involve zombies, political protests, and much more weird stuff, then let me know in the comments and I'll do a part two. So with that said, I'll leave you with the message from the Ashtar Galactic Command. A message that unfortunately is as relevant today as it was in 1977. The Rhodesian nationalist leader Bishop Abel Muzarewa has accepted Mr. Smith's offer to negotiate an internal settlement based on one man, one vote. But, he says, there are conditions. These include stopping the execution of all captured prisoners of war, allowing Giroud to take part in negotiations being arrested. In Australia, Mr. Kerry Packer's cricketers are still pleased about yesterday's high court decision, which lifts the ban on them playing in test matches. This is the voice of Omar, representative of the Ashtar Galactic Command, speaking to you. For many years, you have seen us as knights and as friends. We speak to you now, you said, as we have done to your brothers and sisters all over this, your planet Earth. We come to warn you of the destiny of your race and your world so that you may communicate to your fellow beings the course you must take to avoid the disaster which threatens your world and the beings on other worlds around you. This is in order that you may share a great awakening as the planet passes into the new age of Aquarius. The new age can be a time of great peace and evolution for your race, but only your rulers are made aware of and can overshadow their judgments. Be still now. All your jobs may not come again. All your weapons of evil must be removed. The time for conflict is now past, and the race of which you are a part may proceed to the higher stages of its evolution if you show yourselves worthy to do this. You have but a short time to learn to live together in peace and goodwill. Small groups all over the planet are learning this, and exist to pass on the light of the dawning new age to you all. You are free to accept the protection Many go as wide as this. Then they run out. Here now, the voice of Rilong, representative of the Ashtar Galactic Command, speaking to you. Be aware also that there are many false habits and guides at present operating on your world. 
They will suck your energy from you. The energy you call money and will put into evil areas, giving you worthless dross in return. But to your divine self to protect you from this, you must be able to be sensitive to the voice within you that can tell you what is true and To listen to the voice of truth. It's such as a man. This is our message. I really appreciate that we can I insist so delicious full of only really choice ingredients. I can just Cats have nine lives. That's have no fears. Deep only to know yourself and Finally, back home, engineers are trying to trace the source of what they call a rogue transmission, which lasted about six minutes during ITN's early evening news bulletin. It affected viewers in the Berkshire and Hampshire areas served by the Hannington transmitter. They heard a voice which cut across what I was reading. The voice said, Earthlings, lay down your arms. This is a message from outer space. Well, thousands of viewers later phoned Sullen Television, the police, and ITN here. A spokesman for the Independent Broadcasting Authority said, this is the first incident of its kind in Britain. Winchester police said some people were frightened by the hoax message. They said they sent an officer to calm down one woman. Well, I hope nothing's interrupted this bulletin wherever you are this evening. From all of us here, good night.